All right. On the subject of today, can you be faster than a bullet? How much uh, in a drink of coffee have I had? <laughs> it's the bullet in a gun or someone throwing it. <laughs> Jada says, I didn't think about these answers when mm. I asked that question. Oh, I did actually. Oh, That's why did. I asked. You. <laughs> <laughs> you got an answer, Kylie? Depends on their reaction time whenever they pull the trigger. Look at her trying to like come up with an actual answer. I was hoping for sarcasm, but I'm sorry. You disappointed her. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just trying to be professional. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. We are dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now let's join our hosts, Brian, Jada, and Kylie. All right, guys. So today we're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly of gun defense. Mm-hmm. And we are joined by Gentry. Okay. Regular guest, yes. And by ugly, we may not just be talking about if it fails. We might just be talking about really bad technique. Yeah. Yeah. Add time. Add time. <laughs> Man, my trigger rule has gotten so much better. What did you say that this was called? A uh, CERT pistol. S-I-R-T CERT. It's a laser pistol that allows you to work on the fundamentals of shooting without using tons of expensive ammo. That's crazy. It felt almost exactly like a real gun, but without the recoil. That's because CERT models its pistols after real guns. They have multiple models from real companies that have realistic trigger pull. And most of them have a removable magazines, so you can even work on reloading. Wow, no wonder it helps so much. Yeah, and the best part is that if you go to CERTPistol.com, you can get 10% off with the coupon code IMPACTDEFENSE. Awesome. How do you spell that again? S-I-R-T, CERT. Cool. Today on Impact Defense News, we have a Florida man story. This ought to be good. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea. Now, this is a kind of old story, but um, it doesn't matter because it's fantastic. Okay. 37-year-old that we will not name from Pensacola, Florida decided to shoot his seven puppies in their heads because he could not find homes for them. It was noted that he did make numerous attempts to find homes for them, but just couldn't do it. He said that he could not give them away. He tried to give them away and was unsuccessful. So that was the alternative he used. Yeah, there's like shelters and stuff, right? Yeah. As he prepared to put one of them down, something strange happened. According to the sheriff's report, He was holding two puppies in his arms when the dog in his left hand moved over and put its paw on the trigger of his 38 caliber revolver. At that moment, the gun discharged with a bullet hitting him squarely in the waist. He was rushed to the hospital and received immediate treatment. The puppies were sent to Escambia County Animal Control and were adopted out. He was shot by his dog. Wow. So in this instance, it wasn't a human performing the self-defense. It was a puppy. It was a puppy. Good I was shot, trying puppy. to figure out how in the world this was <laughs> a self-defense story. I thought, you're just, you're just bringing this weird story about this guy who just had no sense and just decided to shoot all his puppies in the head. Good job, puppy. Dang, Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming from the girl who doesn't even like dogs. Uh, I, I, well, she doesn't want to own one. But. Part of me wonders 
if this is just him trying to come up with a reason that he shot himself mm-hmm. on accident, yeah, that was better than admitting that he was stupid. But in the process, just... What kind of gun did you say it was? Thirty-eight caliber revolver. Okay. If he pulled the hammer back... Yes. And fired it like in single action mode, then that is... I mean... It's possible. It's possible it is because it is a, very a short light. snip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently... Kylie applauds the puppy. And apparently, once a puppy is um, kill somebody, or not kill somebody, shoot somebody, it's easily, it's more easily adopted. Well, I mean, you hear the story that it, like, shot the person trying to shoot it at its siblings in the head, and you're kind of just like, oh, let's give it a good life. <laughs> but, let's say it had bit the person instead, then it would be put down. So, just so we're straight, dogs can shoot people, they just can't bite them. Right. Good podcast today, guys. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't. It doesn't get any better than this. Or worse, depends on how you want to look at it. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense. Um. And when it comes down to it, does this beat the alligator story? Mm-mm. Okay, I still question. Whether that actually happened the way that happened right, right there. Let's just judge it I by still, if it did. If it did, then it has to be up there with the alligator story. But that does bring us to um, the topic of firearms and self-defense, even if it's not, you know... I guess a dog with a gun? <laughs> yes. Probably could have avoided that whole thing by just taking them to a shelter in the first place, but... Should we bring this into our classes, you know? So today we're going to be doing gun defense against a dog with a gun. <laughs> You laugh, but it happened. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm still not convinced. Alright. There are some pretty common misconceptions when it comes to gun defense. Uh, one is the question like you asked in the very beginning, is like can you you know, can you be faster than a bullet? Okay. So it's this idea that oh you can never defend against a gun. Yes. See, that's one of the most common things that you see on any kind of video online where someone is uh, claiming to be doing some kind of gun defense technique. And I say claiming just because there's a lot of crap out there. But well, that was um, the next thing I was going to... But no matter whether it's crap or it's something that actually works, you're always going to get the comments of, if someone has a gun, you're just going to die. That's yeah. the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, that's what people view it as. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, you can't be faster than a bullet, so you'd... You just, you're dead. You just got to hope that they don't try to shoot you. You know, or they're like, oh, well, doing that wouldn't work because they would just pull the trigger, you know? You don't. And you're going to be dead. But that's just one of the common misconceptions. You don't necessarily have to be faster than the bullet. You just got to be faster than their reaction time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then another common misconception would be someone who carries a gun thinking that they can shoot someone holding a gun at them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, oh, gosh. that. So we, we posted a picture, I don't know, it's been a while at this point in time, of someone holding someone at gunpoint in an alley. A commenter came in and said, well, if that was me, I would just draw my gun and shoot them. I thought, if you try to draw your gun and shoot them when they already have a gun mm-hmm. pointed at you, you are probably going to die. Mm-hmm. You're dumb. A misconception that a lot of people have is that the gun is actually the hardest weapon to defend against. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's actually not. not. The knife is actually yeah. the hardest. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever done pressure t- training and testing, you know that. 
But you can also look at statistics. When somebody is trying to kill someone with a knife, they are more likely to kill you than if somebody is trying to kill someone with a gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd much rather go up against a gun than a knife. Yeah. And another thing with a gun is like, I know, okay, I'm in a distance, place, whatever, Mm -hmm. that I can defend against it or I'm not. Right. You know? Because it's pretty cut and dry. If we're too far away, your best option is to run. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. No zigzag, though. Yeah, don't do the zigzag thing. Okay. Uh, another kind of misconception is the fact that uh, the guns are easy to take away. You know, that people just think, that oh, it's after I've got this, after I know this, no one can hurt me with a gun now because I am impenetrable because mm-hmm. I know how to take the gun away before they can take the shot. Also dumb. Mm-hmm. You need to practice, not just once. Not just twice. Yes. A lot of times. But like even so, okay, let's say you're very, very practiced. In all honesty, if you don't use any other kind of deceptive tactic or anything like that, your chances are Mm 50-50. That's what's shown. Mm -hmm. When a trained person, now I realize that most people aren't trained with guns, but when a trained person with a gun is holding a gun on someone who is trained at taking it away, they have about a 50-50 chance of actually getting it away without getting shot now that's better than normal chances yes (laughs) there's somebody standing in front of you and determined to shoot you your chances are higher that you're going to get shot Mm -hmm. than 50 50 and i guess the last thing would be that that you know the misconception would be that like people can you know if you've got a gun you can pretty much shoot anything anybody anywhere you know shoot anything two miles away you know whatever i didn't completely this will never happen to me or that yeah. if you get shot once, you're out of the yeah out of the running. <laughs> yeah, because like yeah, so a lot of there's a lot of different problems out there. That people think about gun defense and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, more misconceptions might be brought up throughout the podcast as we think about them, but um, I guess now's a good time to just move on to like bad tactics when it comes to gun defense because, yeah. like we said, there is a lot of crap out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and know. if you want a good example of that, you can spend a little bit of time on the internet. I'm, I'm looking at you, Detroit Urban Survival Tactics. Dude, you're horrible. Uh, <laughs> yes, and the bad thing is he's taken some things that are very similar to things that we teach and taught them in a way that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, because now you're taking things that if you train them properly actually give you a good chance, you know, Maybe. and I making mean, like, them... I've seen him do a couple things and they're like, okay, that's that's very similar to something we teach, but you're not even making... You're like like 75% (laughs) of the way there. Exactly. But that last 25% is what actually makes it work. Exactly. (laughs) But he's giving lots of people a bad name, you know, just because they're like, you're just going to die. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, he's in the process of teaching bad technique. Even people who aren't trained are going, dude... That's never going to work, but it's also building up the stigma of you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, so it's it's bad in multiple ways because some people it's making them think, oh, I could, I could easily defend against this, mm-hmm. you know, and then in other mm-hmm. cases it's yeah, okay, this is just proving my point of you're always going to die. There, there are a lot of different things out there uh, that just does not work. I have seen too many people teach to move and then try to grab and mm-hmm. redirect a gun. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you move, they follow. Uh, it's, it's pretty simple as far as that kind of stuff goes. Uh, anything where you're going to grab and try to redirect a gun and then move it over a massive part of your body is also not a great idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, You're always trying to get the shortest distance Anything away. that involves insanely 
complex muscle movements exactly. is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen entirely too much stuff that does not rely enough on gross motor skills and relies a lot more on little fine motor skills and stuff like that. Super hard to do under adrenaline. We had an entire podcast, a lot, maybe the last time you were on Gentry, talking about adrenaline and adrenaline dumps and everything mm-hmm. else. So, you know, it's it's hard to do with mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So you got to, like, focus on things that are more gross motor skill type stuff and, 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 and all. Like shoving your palm into their face. Mm-hmm. Wow, just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm redirecting the muzzle that's what she was saying the most dangerous part we have to think about when we're talking about the gun is the fact that it's just that one part that's going to hurt you Mm -hmm. and it's just the muzzle right you know somebody's going to say what about pistol whipping we're not talking we're talking about getting shot i would much rather get pistol whipped than shot well yeah Mm -hmm. all right so after picking on him and other people that teach bad things um and i mean it's not just like people like him i have seen a lot of things especially within traditional martial arts like really super traditional dudes and we're going to pull the gun out and now all of a sudden they're going to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, oh, dude, you're stupid. Have you actually like pressure tested that? Yeah. Yeah, because it's entirely overly, overly complicated. So, all right. Good things that we should do when it comes to gun defense. Pressure test. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. Once you have done a technique, make sure you can actually do it real. So pressure testing. Not with a real gun. With no, a training gun. real gun. Yeah. Training gun. And you wouldn't think you'd have to tell people that, but there was a whole think. one instructor. Did I show you that video? There's a video of an instructor doing a drill on a range where he starts off with a guy with a gun to his head. I don't know. I showed it to yeah, you. you didn't it. Oh, yes. You told me about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He redirected it, and at that point in time, the gun goes off, and that's that moment you realize, oh, holy crap. Mm-hmm. This was not, you know, this mm-hmm. was done with a real gun with actual ammunition. And, mm-hmm. and he had actually gotten in trouble because he had shot one of his. And students at one of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so always train with a training gun. Yeah, train with Please. training guns. Oh, mm-hmm. And like, you know, if you want pressure test stuff, start doing it with Airsoft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to com and use the coupon code Impact Defense and get you a cert pistol. Yeah. The red lasers doesn't hurt as much as uh, Airsoft. Airsoft so. even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although the airsoft gun will probably get your adrenaline up more than a cert pistol. It will. We're eye protection. Yes. We're eye protection. Just because there is the risk of pain. You know. Some people are stupid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are correct. All right. So good tactics. What I see a lot of times that a lot of people do not put into these things is kind of psychological kind of things. Mm -hmm. You know, or engaging somebody differently. So what we talk about a lot is, I said there's a 50-50 chance. Uh, according to some studies and people who have actually done training, you know, on both sides, uh, there's you have a 50-50 chance of actually not getting shot. Mm-hmm. Well, that chance goes up significantly when you start using your words. Actually, that chance goes up significantly when the other person on the other side of the gun does not expect you to try to Fight back. defend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So automatically, you're a little better than 50-50. Because like, cause you look at training and they know you're about to try something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are mentally prepared to react quickly. Mm-hmm. They Even they fumble whenever you start to speak to them because now you're engaging a different part of their brain. Yeah. yeah. Because whenever they, the bad guy picks you, they don't expect you to actually... If they, if they thought you were going to fight, they were yeah. not going to pick you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, unless it's a targeted thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, if, if it's yeah. a vendetta, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You start that, then you start using your voice. 
So what I'm trying to do, and I'm using my voice, is I'm going to try to engage their brain on a different kind of level. I'm going to say something to get them to go, like, second guess, whatever they're thinking, whatever, you know, whatever. It's like, have you considered what this will do to your life? Uh, asking a question. Yeah. Asking mm-hmm. a question catches people off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and just sitting there and going, you know, please, please don't kill me. I don't want to die. You know, you're you're engaging their brain at a different level by than you would be just by being quiet because they're having to process Mm -hmm. something other than what their intention was yep in that moment while you are speaking if you in the middle of the sentence in the middle of a word then go after that gun and redirect your chances go up even better so you know you do all these things you might start at 50 50 well, then everything starts changing the moment you start adding all these other pieces in. The other person's not going to expect you to fight back. Mm-hmm. That ups your chances. Then moving on, the um, starting to engage them, starting to speak to them, that ups your chances. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and just because you get shot doesn't mean you're going to die. And I, mean, I hate to say that, but that's the truth, too. Mm-hmm. So. And then even moving on from a one-on-one situation to where it's um, maybe a third party with an active shooter. Yeah. You know, an active shooter situation, their intention is to shoot, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, they're coming in and trying to shoot trying. as many people yes. as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are good ways and bad ways of doing that, too, you know? Yeah, you don't want to be the person that goes like, and I understand, I get the sentiment, and I get it, and it's awesome. You know, to stand there and go, hey, over here! You know, you're trying to redirect, and you're, you're putting yourself up on a, mm-hmm. as a sacrificial lamb, basically, but you're not stopping anything. It's like, wow, that's valiant. You might be more effective a different way. Yeah, I mean, there are really good, legitimate third-party gun disarms, really good, legitimate ways of learning how to deal with that and take someone down. And actually, we talked about that in a previous podcast. Did we? Yes, we did, with Lily. Oh, to my active shooters and yes. stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. been a while, yeah. So, yeah, because that time we were talking about, like, schools yeah. and stuff specifically. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you don't, if you can't exactly completely get the gun away from somebody in a situation like that, there are all kinds of other ways of doing it. I can redirect it, point it to the sky, and somebody else can help me by doing a takedown, you know, mm-hmm. shooting in, taking their legs, and we just take them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work with security teams a lot on mm-hmm. stuff like that, dealing with active shooters. Uh, we work with businesses kind of doing the same thing. Um, we've gone around teaching that kind of stuff. You, you know, if you've got somebody shooting up in a building, then... You've got several people in a room. You can all stack yourself, you know, create a stack team at the at the door mm-hmm. and wait for that person to come through the door and just at 90, be 90 degrees from them, mm-hmm. move straight in. One person's job is just to grab the weapon, point it to the sky, mm-hmm. and everybody else just mm-hmm. takes him down and starts beating on him. One of my That's one of my favorite things to watch at kind of our, uh, our active shooter seminars. You just enjoy it because I'm one of the ones that always gets taken down and beat on. No, I enjoy <laughs> it because you... We'll set up that scenario, and then you see all the people who were at the seminar practicing everything get to actually put it into practice, and before you know it, there's just a whole stack of people on one person, and it's it, it's funny to watch in a training situation. It is really funny to watch, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's funny to be a part of, even when at times you realize, holy crap, there's like five people on top of me right mm-hmm. now, and, and beating me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I mean, it's, it's really good, because we'll, we'll work with uh, security teams, we'll work with just groups of people kind of doing that it's like what are you going to do in this situation and start building that but amongst all these things it's just real gun defense does exist you're not just dead if something if someone points a gun at you Mm -hmm. you know but 
you have to do it in specific ways. It has to be using gross motor skills. Um, you have to be able to do it mm-hmm. under pressure. Mm-hmm. It can't be a whole lot of fine little detail things. It yeah. has to be fast. It has to be simple. Mm-hmm. And it has to be effective. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, but those, there are gun takeaways that work that way. And there are legitimate intel- intelligent options. And yeah. you know, not what some people Detroit Urban Survival Training might suggest. And if you want to find someone who teaches real self-defense and everything, first off, we do. We don't, <laughs> yeah. It's like we don't do anything that we haven't tested under pressure. Not saying that any of us have had a real point, gun pointed at our face, you know, for... Not when somebody was actually going to kill me. Yeah, exactly. We do things that are actually putting us under risk, and the other person is legitimately trying to pull the trigger on something simulating a gun. Let's you be know. honest. Both of us have had loaded guns pointed at us. Yeah, but not, not every person is a concealed <laughs> carry instructor or a firearms instructor with new people. <laughs> so, so, sir, sir can, can you please take your finger off the trigger and stop pointing the gun at me? So hand me that. <laughs> And you're done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, that's the that's the sequence of events right there. But all of us have had to actually go undergo stress training where we were very stressed out and trying to take something away. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and have been successful. Mm-hmm. And like we said, getting shot one time also doesn't put you out of put you out of the ring. It doesn't. Getting shot one time also doesn't mean you're just automatically dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, there are lots of gunshot wounds that you can survive. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think you can survive more gunshot wounds than are actually lethal. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. Yeah, there are fewer lethal zones in the body than there are non-lethal. So, I like those chances. And knowing the statistics that uh, you know, it takes three and, a, three and a half shots on average to actually stop a threat, well, I mean, if... Mm-hmm. You're defending. That also means it would be likely to take three and a half shots to stop you if you were determined. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and those are shots on target, not just like yes, not just shot, going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But you have to have the mindset of I'm going to keep fighting through it. Now, let me clarify something. We are talking about if someone's like actually trying to kill you, not if they're using it as an intimidation tool. Yeah, because if somebody is just, like, trying to get something from you, they're trying to get your keys, they're trying to get your money, they're trying to get... You know, obviously, you just want to get that over. (coughs) stuff. But it's different when you have, like, a child in the car. Well, here's here's what kind of quantifies it. There's people who use guns as an intimidation tool to get something like money, you know? If it's money, you can hand that over. Then there are people who use guns as a means to an end whenever they are trying to abduct someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that. That's worth fighting about. That's a situation Absolutely. where you would try for the gun takeaway. And they want your chances, you. they want your you chances you are up mm-hmm. because yeah. they don't actually want to shoot you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if they are pointing a gun at you and saying, get in the car, your chances are a whole lot better than if they're pointing the gun at you and saying, I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because they're already prepared to pull the trigger. The other person is hoping not to have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're most likely not going to because I'm not going to shatter something that I want to buy in the store just so I can get a discount on it, you know, because yeah. then it's useless to me. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, you know, someone pointing a gun at you because they just want to kill you, mm-hmm. that's when your chances are a little worse. Yeah. But most of the time, that's not the case. 
you know, there there's not a whole. I don't think there's a whole lot of the time when it's actually someone whose intention is solely to kill you. Most of the time, it's a gun using being used as an intimidation tool. That's what mm-hmm. you're most likely to come across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have that going for you. The intention of the aggressor really goes into what tactics you use mm-hmm. and um, increases or decreases your chances. You know, we didn't even talk about distance. Uh, let's, you know, what we have learned as firearms instructors is most people tend to see, or most people tend to suck at shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they think they're really good, but they tend to suck at shooting. Mm-hmm. So as you are trying to defend yourself over distance, if you run, your chances are so much better mm-hmm. than just... And if you have a gun on you, if you run draw and fire back in their general direction as long as you're not in a crowded Mm -hmm. area because within any errant projectile that you fire is going to be on you if it hits someone Mm -hmm. but you know if if there's nothing behind them and you kind of like run draw and fire back in their general direction your chances again are so so much better yeah Do, don't and don't run in a zigzag that's a common that's, yeah. that's another common misconception yeah is zigzag run a don't run in a zigzag that doesn't make any sense because you know you're just they can either just hold it on a center line and wait for you to come across that center line or they can just run in a straight line and catch, catch up, up to you. you. Okay, let, let me clarify this really quick. There are really good, legitimate, trained people that say what we say, which is run in a diagonal. You want to run diagonally away from them toward their outside hand, whatever the hand they have the gun in on that side. So if they're right-handed, I want to run to the outside of the right hand because t- people tend to miss moving inside. When they pull that trigger, they have a tendency to pull the bullet inside as they're firing. Uh, there are also legitimate instructors that I don't take anything away from that will teach to run in a zigzag. So you really kind of have two camps on this thought method. Ours, we definitely are in the strong side of running away diagonally. I think it's the best thing to do. For me personally, I think it's the, the best idea because I look at it. But not, don't think that we're saying that anybody says run zigzag is necessarily full of crap. It's just we disagree at that point. Yeah. That's probably the politically correct kind of way of Can dealing we? with that. Because there are. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there really are kind of, I mean, there's there's reasons to, I get it. Yeah, and then. But I just don't agree with it. But on the topic of running away, you know, it's a valid option when someone's holding a gun at you over distance. Yeah. Like, you think about a situation, for me, if I was in a situation where I was in a building and you know, a shooter was coming down a hallway and there was an exit over to my left past the door. I'm running for the exit. Yeah, if you have cover near you. Like, just just go for it because their likelihood of missing is actually really high. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you've got... If they have not engaged with you, there's no reason for you to be there. Just picture this. You're eight years old and it's almost Christmas. Your grandparents look at you and they say... Hop in the car. We're going to go to Build-A-Bear and get you your very own stuffed animal for Christmas. It's like you get there, you get to customize every single part of it. Put the little heart in there and then give it a name in the system. Get a birth certificate and everything. Now fast forward to being a full-fledged adult. There's no more Build-A-Bear for Christmas. You have no interest in it, but the memories are still there. And you just wish there were an adult version of that experience. Welcome to Build Your Own AR. (laughs) 
follow the link in the description to mycustomgun.com. The Build-A-Bear workshops for adults. You can customize the color, size, accessories, all sorts of different things. Hop on there, use the link, and get your own adult Build-A-Bear. So what are you waiting for? All right, so remember that not everything that you see when it comes to gun defense is legitimate. Also remember that not all gun defenses are bogus either. Just because there's a gun in the situation does not mean you're going to die. All right. Uh, guys, we do want to ask that you would be kind enough to leave us a review and rating at Apple Podcasts and any other place that you can review and rate a podcast. We really, and we really may even read a review. Guys, thank you very much for listening to this episode, and we will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you would like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefense.online. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.